Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. A feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. A feeling. Good morning, Pensacola. I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Angel McKay. It's gonna be a good morning. Yeah, a good morning here. Not a good night. Uh, but there we go. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you'd like to weigh in, give us a call or text 850-437-1620, 850-437-1620. And we'll be, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take your calls. We'll take your text. It's about 50 degrees here in uh, the Pensacola area. Going to be a high of about 62. About the same as it was yesterday as far as the high, but at least it's 10, 15 degrees warmer right now than when it yeah. was this time yesterday. So, yeah, it feels great. Yeah, that's a little bit, a uh, little bit of a change, uh, right there for a little bit of ease that way. Uh, we've got a pair of tickets to give away a little bit later on the show. Probably give them away. It might even give them away six o'clock hour. The uh, Pensacola Little Theater, the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. So I, I love away. that title because it kind of gives you what the story's about without giving it away. And you're like, well, I'm intrigued now. What What is this tale of the dog? The curious incident. I'm curious now. Of the dog in the nighttime. Mm, I bet it was barking because my neighbor leaves yeah. it <laughs> exactly. in his apartment all night. And without, without a way to <laughs> escape and go yeah. potties. Yep. The uh, president says he has made a decision on how to respond to the drone attack. Kind of mentioned this yesterday. He's made a decision how to respond to the drone attack in Jordan that killed three of his troops. He did say that they still, even though Iran is denying any involvement, that they still are saying no. They're they're still behind this. At least they funded the people that were behind it. And uh, also the president, um, you know, I guess, let me start with, with there, though. When when the president is handling things the way he's been handling things like this, this is why you're seeing like uh, it was another state just two days ago that Trump, if the election were held today, would trounce Biden in these polls. Uh, basically, only your hardcore Democrat voter at this point who's just, you know, just going to vote Democrat no matter what. Well, there's a lot of people going to do that anyway. But even some of them are like, I'm going to vote for Biden, but I'm going to hold my, my nose when I vote for him. Only the hardcore Democrats who are like, Democrats can do no wrong, are the only ones that are really behind Biden at this point. <laughs> and going, what? He's done a good job. He's done a great job. No, he's he's not actually. I remember... I wrote down notes where after the first year of President Biden's term, first year, he as well as, you know, his press secretary at the time and and those on MSNBC came out and said, President Biden 
has done more than any other president in his first year alone. And I wrote down these notes. Yeah, that's true. He did have the largest number of people seized at the border in history in his first year. He did seize the, the largest number. I mean, he seized the largest number because it was the largest influx we'd ever seen. Uh, is the largest foreign military pullout debacle in his first year when he pulled out of Afghanistan. More Americans have uh, died from the pandemic in history in Biden's first year. Uh, everybody thinks that the first year of COVID was the worst year for deaths. It was not. It was Biden's first year when he's telling everybody, just go get the shot and you'll fine. You can't go get the COVID. And, of course, you can get the COVID even though if you had the shot. And you can still spread it even if you had the shot. And uh, the misinformation from his office is one of the reasons why the number of deaths spiked. Fastest increase in energy prices in a year. In fact, he's the first president ever to have over $5 a gallon gasoline. Now, granted, we're back down to some reasonable levels. Oh, is that a surprise in election year? All of a sudden, gas magically comes down. Mm. Just magically. Yeah. It just works out that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, fastest increase in inflation in a year. Largest number of Americans who quit their job in a year. Uh, lowest approval rating, or the fastest to get to the lowest approval rating ever. And with his first, within his first year, Democrats lost recall votes, uh, recall elections, and special elections within his first year. So he didn't do great for his own party. Largest number of sitting Democrats not seeking re-election. It was a record. The number of Democrats who didn't seek re-election within his first year. And, uh, yeah, so it just, those are like some accomplishments. In the meantime, here's some Trump accomplishments over his period of time, all right? But I want to do something a little bit different with this because, spoiler, they're a lot better than Biden's accomplishments. (laughs) But also, I want you to think about this. Is there any of the Republican presidential candidates who were running, because now they're just down to Nikki Haley. But Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, 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 Governor DeSantis. Was there any of these candidates, do you believe, that would not have signed these bills that Trump did that I'm about to go through? Oh, okay. Here, uh, let me get some noises going for, for correcting. Okay. And, and Is this a game? Sure. Yes, absolutely. Okay, official we're in game mode. Here, here we go, here we go. So uh, these are Trump, some of the Trump accomplishments that he had, and uh, and I'm wanting to know if you, it, you know, do we think Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Governor DeSantis would they not have done the same thing? All right, okay. let's start with the first All right, one. Here we go. Here, we go. I'm on. I'm on. Gave permission for the U.S. Marines to investigate human trafficking. Oh, say one more time. Hold on. Gave permission for the U.S. Marines to start investigating human trafficking. Yeah. I believe yes. I'm, I'm, I believe yes. Yeah. yeah Pretty yeah. much all of them would have done the same thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, paternal leave for federal employees. Mm. P- paternal leave. Paternal. Paternal. So hmm. this is uh, dudes being able to leave. Um, that one actually, a couple of the presidential candidates who ran on the Republican ticket, not sure if they would have signed that. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I'm not sure where Nikki Haley stands with that one, to be honest. She probably would, I would say. She probably would. Yeah. Yep. I don't know about Governor DeSantis, but Nikki Haley probably would have. I think Tim Scott might have as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a that's kind of a mix right there. 
signed Savannah's Law into act. This is an act that worked to improve law enforcement's responses to crimes committed against indigenous people. Oh, well, I would hope they would all sign that. They would all sign that too. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah I think Vivek definitely would have signed that. Yeah, you can give us the bill on uh, the bill on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, made hospital bills transparent. Oh, oh, you don't think any of them would have signed that? Uh, I think they all would have. Pretty sure they all would have yeah, signed that one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, signed the Right to Try Act. It's a. Um, it basically gives desperate cases the ability to circumvent FDA regulations for treatment. So you can try experimental drugs. You know, I heard about this, and I'm in support of it. I would, I would think they would be. I, I imagine almost every single one of the Republican candidates would have voted mm-hmm. for those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got uh, something else there. Oh, he was the first president, by the way, in like four decades to not invade any new countries. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, in fact, that's kind of strange to think. If you look back at the history, the Republican Party has become the anti-war party. And uh, Trump was the first president in decades to not invade a new country. Mm-hmm. He increased the minimum smoking age to 21 years old. Hmm. That's what Trump did. And once again, I look at the GOP candidates who were on the stage, and I think just about all of them would have followed that as well. Mm-hmm. Then he had, uh, oh, ban the box reform. Basically, ex-offenders do not have to check a box saying that they have a criminal record. So mm. he made that non-mandatory, non, non-required. You got to check that box. I bet Nikki Haley may have not voted for that one. Nikki Haley maybe not on that one. Uh, but Tim Scott definitely would have. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, even Governor Sanders would have. Mm. Ramaswamy would have done it. Yeah. So uh, then let's see here. Oh, the, there was the Artemis program. It was a lunar program that uh, the, that Trump started, and um, it's actually still in existence now. I'm, and I think a lot of them might have might have signed it. May, that one maybe not because of the financial aspects of it. Mm. Uh, guarded 5G networks from having from getting foreign control. Yeah, pretty much all of them would have been idea. all over that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, approved heavy heavy weapon sales to go to Taiwan hmm. to defend themselves against China's um, uh, aggression. I think Ramaswamy would have had some questions about that, but I think everybody else probably would have voted for it. Yeah. Let them defend themselves. We'll sell it to them. They mm-hmm. can defend themselves. Uh, right. I think uh, many of the other ones would have as well. Showed structural flaw. Well, no, I hate that one. Um Operation Warp Speed. Okay, now this is a question. This is after the government-mandated lockdown of our society, of our economy. Then they went in and said, okay, we're going to go ahead and do Operation Warp Speed to come out with a vaccine. Now, during COVID, I, I actually, I don't know. I don't think Governor DeSantis, I think Governor DeSantis, I think even Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, I think uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think all of them would have handled COVID in general better than Trump did. Hmm. Trump sucked. Sorry, Trump sucked at handling COVID, and he he I I just say it all the time. Trump handled COVID like he's a Democrat, like he used to be a Democrat, and he went right back to his roots in the way he handled COVID. It sucked, advocating for government shutdowns, uh, criticizing 
Governor DeSantis, as well as Governor Kemp, for shutting uh, for open reopening their states, and then stuff like uh, the Operation Warp Speed trying to r- just ramrod a unproven vaccine down everybody's throats. Like, come on, no, it's not that's not how you handle things. Uh, but uh, overall, I mean, and there's more there's more things. Obviously, he did, but overall, all the positive things that I'm saying he did in his first year. Or in his first few years, I can't see how the vast majority of the Republicans who were standing on stage wouldn't have done the same things. So why am I even bringing that up? Because I'm saying, why the heck are we having Trump as the nominee? That's why I'm saying. Trump's toxic. So yes, he did a lot of good. I just went through a, a, a small list. I actually have a, I have a much bigger list. I just went through some of the things. A much bigger list. He actually did a lot of good as president he did, that he does not get credit for. But he's toxic. So why in the world are Republican voters so adamant that he's got to be the guy? And when we've got other people, when we had other people on the stage who would have done the same things, they would have done the same things. But they're not nearly as toxic as he is. And so now instead, and Ann, by the way, I, I mentioned this. I think last time I filled in for Andrew a couple months ago, I've got friends in Iowa who are on the campaign trails who follow all these people. That's what they do. And they all told me they're starting to see early signs of dementia from El Trumpo. Yeah. And he's the same age that Biden was when he started, when he ran for president last time, when he was beginning to see signs of dementia, which now he's like full blown. It's just like, well, it's just, it's almost sad to watch him now. And I'm like, so great. We're going to have a presidential election between two guys who cognitively are not quite all there, don't have the energy that they they used to have. Uh, one dude is extremely toxic because of his policies, particularly. The other one's extremely toxic because he likes Twitter. And, <laughs> yeah. and others don't like him. Uh, the media doesn't like him. So that's what it comes down to for me is like it just is bothersome. That one's toxic because he's got horrible policies that have not done well for the American people. The other one's toxic because the media doesn't like him and because he 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 does say certain things sometimes or does do certain things that makes him more toxic. And um and one way one way I'll say that he's more toxic is he's not Christ like. Okay? What do I mean by that? It's the whole turn the other cheek thing. Now I get it. In politics, you can't always turn the other cheek. You just get run over. Right. I'm not necessarily saying that. That, but this whole we we've had something wrong with our whole culture. Where the last 10, 12 years, we've celebrated WWE style conversation, as if we're in the WWE, as if we're in the ring, and we're gonna give a SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give a SmackDown to your candy butt, you know, and all this other stuff yeah. and. And that that was supposed to be an entertainment genre, and that has now become like celebrated conversation. And Trump is like Hulk Hogan in the ring in the political stage. I'm sure you've seen Idiocracy, right? I have. Yeah, that, that documentary of yeah. true facts and yeah, that predictions. Yeah, uh, I actually just yes. watched it again recently. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, for some reason I 
stumbled upon a Richard Nixon clip that I was watching yesterday. I don't know why I was watching this, but it just, I don't know, something told me to watch it. And he said something in an interview after he was already out of office. He said, I want my politicians to be soft on the outside, but hard on the inside. And what he meant by that was, you know, be soft on the outside, let everybody love you, gain everybody's, you know, affection and all that. But when it comes down to it, when, you know, hard decisions need to be made and rough stuff needs to be done, that's when you want him to be cold and calculated and, you know. Yeah, I see that. And and, and that goes to, like, this soft on the outside, hard on the inside thing goes to what I've said, actually, about Governor DeSantis. Why, when he ran for governor this last time, I said, I don't think he's ready for the presidential stage. He's not ready for the national stage. And I think we saw that. And why? It's because as much as we celebrate the SmackDown culture and everything, we also want to, not, not you and me, but society also wants to know that the person who is in charge loves them and cares for them. I mean, I go, all the way, I go all the way back to Obama. I had a lot of friends who voted for Obama over Mitt Romney. And a year or two later, that they came, man, I regret my vote. Wish I voted for Romney. I said, why did you vote for Obama then? And they go, well, I just feel like Obama cared about me more. I'm like, what? <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? I care about you, but I'm going to destroy your life. Mm. Well, at least you care about me while you're destroying my life. Like, yeah, well. All right, uh, if you uh, want to weigh in, give us a call or text. Uh, i got a text here that says, yeah, I agree, Bobby, Trump is extremely toxic. What is Idiocracy? Idiocracy, it's a, oh, it's a movie. What? With Luke Wilson. That's like, and, what? Uh, oh, my gosh. It's like, what's Burger King or what's Taco Bell? He, he like, gets what? He gets cryogenically frozen on accident for hundreds of years yes. later and wakes up and our whole society is just a bunch of, it's run by idiots. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, uh, another text here. Romney is corrupt, more corrupt than Obama. Come on, uh, I mean, no, I don't want to see Romney at all. In fact, I was afraid the reason why Romney wasn't running for U.S. Senate again is because he was going to run for president. I was like, oh my gosh, please no. <laughs> so, all right, uh, it is Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay and Bobby Rossi. If you'd like to weigh in, give us a call or text eight five zero four three seven sixteen twenty. This is News Radio ninety two three. Why choose a Sleep Number smart bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number smart bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort, your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 smart bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed. Limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out tomorrow morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information about this tomorrow morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Pensacola 
Movie News with Andrew McKay. I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Andrew. Uh, real quick, 30 seconds to go to uh, David Wayne over the newsroom. David. Well, in Illinois, the uh, State Board of Elections says they lacked the authority to uh, pull President Trump off their primary ballot, so he'll still be on the ballot uh, on their primary. How's that? 30 seconds or less. I like it. Very good. Yeah. Uh, coming up here next, um, well, I got way off track <laughs> ranting about <laughs> Yeah. Biden and Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So try to get back on track here with a Florida legislative update for you next, right here on News Radio 92.3. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. House Homeland Security Secretary uh, Committee Republicans now advance impeachment charges against DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over his handling of border security. Texas Republican Michael McCall said the president's own solicitor general once said, Impeachment is the proper remedy for dramatic abdication of statutory responsibility. New York Democratic Congressman Dan Goldman argued, The impeachment clause is not designed to remove bad policy. He accused House Republicans of blocking negotiations over border legislation meant to address the crisis. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. Interest rates are expected to remain unchanged today. The focus will be on what Fed Chair Jerome Powell says about interest rate cuts. During the Fed's last meeting in December, officials penciled in three-quarter point trims over the course of this year. Fox's Hillary Barsky. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio 92.3. We've got clear skies. It is 50 degrees in Pensacola. I'm David Wayne. The escaped work release inmate that briefly caused a school lockdown yesterday is back in jail. The Escambia County Sheriff's Office says 44-year-old Justin Thompson was arrested within one hour of escaping yesterday afternoon. That incident did lead to a lockdown at Beulah Middle School. There's no word so far on exactly how Thompson was able to walk away from his work detail. He'd been in jail since the beginning of the year on several felony charges. Thompson was previously accused of stealing a trailer with items inside, possession of meth, and smuggling contraband into the county jail. Officials say he'll now likely face additional charges for yesterday's escape. Two Navy pilots were taken to the hospital after a helicopter accident at NAS Whiting Field last week. Public Affairs Director Jamie Coffey says a TH-57 helicopter tipped onto its side while trying to take off from a runway last, uh, last Friday afternoon. The two pilots were reportedly conscious and responsive after the accident. Both were taken to the hospital with unknown injuries. The city of Pensacola is getting closer to closing on the Pensacola Motor Lodge. Uh, we had a meeting internally last week, PPD, Public Works, um, uh, finance department, everything, just to kind of button up everything on our side. That once we would take possession of the property, that we've, um, you know, obviously we've got to to, to fence it, uh, some other things like that, put some you know security in place while uh, the letter of intent gets up and going. So, Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves says the expected closing date for this sale is February 17th, which did take a bit longer than expected for various reasons, but. Uh, once the property is acquired, the city's planning to use it to create affordable housing. A child's been hurt after an apparent road, ra- road rage shooting in the Tampa area. Police say a four-year-old girl was hurt last night in the incident. She was taken to a hospital and, as of now, is in stable condition. Nobody else was hurt. The alleged shooter fled the scene but was caught about 90 minutes later 
and police there identified him as 34-year-old James Jackson. Governor Ron DeSantis is promising to continue handing out up to $1,000 bonuses to police officers and first responders. He's also promising to continue the $5,000 signing bonus to those who come to Florida from other states or sign up for a career in law enforcement. A lot of times when that's talked about publicly, it's talked about someone comes from New York or Illinois and they come here and that's great and that's part of it. But more of those bonuses have actually gone to young people who probably had options about what they wanted to do. And yesterday, he handed out the 4,000th signing bonus to Bay County Deputy Matthew Beltrip, who came to Florida from Virginia. 534, let's get a look at our Channel 3 forecast. We are going to be seeing a beautiful day today. Temperatures starting off in the 40s. Afternoon highs in the 63-degree range. Mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 39. Slightly cooler on Thursday, but still a beautiful afternoon. Mostly sunny skies. High near 58. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 46. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. 50 in Pensacola, 50 in Gulf Breeze, and 50 in Milton. Our next news at 6. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. Hey, Pensacola. Get ready for a midday delight that will have you hooked. Weekdays from 11 until 2 on News Radio Pensacola. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins are their dynamic trio that will keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud during your lunch break. They dish out the hottest topics, bring you the latest news, and deliver their unique blend of humor and insight that will have you coming back for more. It's the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show on News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be a sign that your digestive system isn't working at its best? Taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil fiber powders help promote your daily digestive health using a plant-based fiber called psyllium. The gelling action of this special fiber traps and removes waste so you can feel lighter and more energetic. Metamucil, promoting digestive health for a better you. Learn more at metamucil.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today and learn more with Mary on Demand. Take the self-guided education series at your own pace. You'll decide what you'd like to learn and when. Visit mary.famu.edu to learn more. That's M-M-E-R-I dot F-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Mary, educate, learn, talk. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Get news at the top and bottom of every hour with WEAR-TV, our local news team, and Fox News. 
on News Radio Pensacola. But Andrew's off this week. I'm Bobby Rossi filling in for Andrew. If you'd like to weigh in, text 850-437-1620. Got a text here. Was that Andrew that texted that Trump was so toxic? Uh, It doesn't seem like he can stand him. Uh, No, it was not Andrew. But um, and and look, I've I've mentioned I've said many times I've met Trump many times privately behind the scenes and everything, and and I do have respect for him. Um, But there's no doubt he's toxic. I. I still talk to long-time Republican voters who are still like, I can't vote for the guy. He's, that's sad when you lose long time. And then I, I get it. You get the uh, the MAGA crowd going, good, don't need those kinds of Republicans at the party anyway. They probably like Romney. I'm like, yeah, they probably did like Romney. <laughs> they probably did like, look, I didn't have as much problem with Romney when he was running against Obama uh, as I did. It's like after that, he got worse. Um, I, uh, like I had a much bigger problem with John McCain had a much bigger problem with John McCain and, and, and people like that. Uh, so got another text here says, uh, we need, we need a SmackDown president to beat the woke and liberal agenda. Come on, y'all don't, you sound like a bunch of Democrats. Uh, and that's what I'm talking about. You, You don't need, you don't need a SmackDown president to do that. You do need somebody who will stand up to the bull crap. That's di- there's different. It's difference. You can stand up to the woke agenda. You can stand up to liberal policies without smacking down and being so controversial. Here's the re- here's the reason why I say this. Okay, we've become a society now where if you disagree with me, you're now my enemy. Because that's what they do in the WWE. They that right. This is this goes back to the WWE type of mentality. You're my enemy, and I'm gonna smack you down. I'm gonna take you down. You know, and then something bad happens to to somebody, like they blow out a knee or whatever, like, good, glad that happened to you, screw you, and it's like, wait, what? We don't have to be like that. But- I have lots of friends with, with their political views all over the spectrum, and it, look, when I ran for, when I ran for office, I had a lot of my Democrat friends who were out there advocating, go, look, I don't do, I don't, you know, Advocate for Republicans, but this guy you can because he'll at least listen to us. Yeah, I'll listen to you, and then I'll tell you your policies are stupid. No, I'm just kidding. I won't say it like that because that's smacking down. Uh, but I will listen to all viewpoints and try to get down to like why do you why do you think that way? Okay, why do you do this? That it's the it's the method. Like I said, this is one of the problems that Republicans have with abortion. Republicans have not figured out how to. Talk about abortion without making those who are pro-choice, particularly pro-choice because they're concerned about the mental health of a woman who might have been raped or had other unfortunate circumstances. So they have very serious concerns about the mental health 
of a woman who's having to carry carry a child and then in Republicans verbal like way of hand, of of discussing it makes them think I don't care. I don't care about your little problems with your mental health and your circumstances. And they and so it makes people feel unloved. So that that's one of the reasons why Republicans keep losing the abortion debate. Because guess what? The younger generation, millennials, I keep seeing studies over and over that they're actually more pro-life than previous generations have been at that age. Don't get me wrong. Younger generation is still much more pro-choice. But compared to previous generations, they're more pro-life than they have been in the past. You know why? Education. They can actually see now uh, a lot more information about the life. that, that that's, They're seeing little babies being born at 20 weeks old and surviving, you know, and at 30 weeks old and surviving. And they're going, uh, we should probably not abort a, a baby then if they can survive outside of the womb. And so they're, they're more educated because of the information that's out there. So they're more pro-life. Yet we keep, Republicans keep losing the, the abortion debate because they present their thoughts, their feelings, their opinions in a way that makes the op, uh, opposing side think, I hate you. And so they, they can't get on board. There's, there's a method to be able to combat policies or fight against policies and not have to smack down. Now, some things... You might have to smack down. It's, it's, it's really hot. But it seems like we're trying to make a smack down out of every little tiny disagreement. That's my point. And it just and what's it do? It just ends up creating more animosity. Look, that's the reason why so many Republicans, particularly conservatives, don't like Democrats. Because Democrats for years, that's what they did. They were the smackdown party. Finally, Dem- Republicans got Trump, who acted like a Democrat in that he smacked back, but it's just, it's backfired. It's just created so much tox- toxicity. It's, a, it's the whole two wrongs don't make a right thing. Just because Democrats did that for years with Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid and all those people, just because they did it for years doesn't make it right to do it back. And that's what I think we've we've got this collapse in our society. Anyway, um, Pizza Hut, sorry for a typo in Canada. They uh, had a sign on there, announced that they were uh, only open for takeout and delivery. They had to uh, close due to unforeseen circumcisions. The dining room will be closed this evening. Sorry, oh, for, the, sorry for the inconvenience. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> uh, yes, due to unforeseen circumcisions, the dining room will be closed this evening. Sorry for any inconvenience. Uh, one person commented, ah, dinner's been cut short. Uh, another one. Guess they're making some staff cuts. <laughs> yeah, there's. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't. This is. <laughs> I like the creativity. Oh man, I like the creativity. All right, uh, a couple of bills to let you know about in the Florida legislature. There, this one I thought was kind of strange. A bill requiring DNA samples from all Florida inmates. Apparently, we already have a bill that requires DNA sampling from all inmates, but there's a couple of loopholes. So this new bill is going to close loopholes to make sure we can get we can get DNA samples from every inmate. And I was like, that seems very invasive. 
This seems extremely invasive. And so I'm like, why would they do this? And then I looked it up and it was like, oh, because they are trying to take that DNA and match it to unresolved cases. Yes. Like, oh, okay. But from every inmate, like you, you've got your data in a database now. That's, oh boy. Next thing you know, they're going to be brain chipping you with the Neuralink from Elon Musk. They're like, uh, man, we have had a significant drop in recidivism. You know, that's when people go back to prison after they get out. Mm. It's like, uh, we had a significant drop of recidivism in recent years. Like, really? That's really good then. Yeah, like they're getting out of prison and they're becoming productive members of society. In fact, it's kind of a strange thing. Like, they're they're making really good money building rockets that are going to Mars. And almost all of them are volunteering to go on these trips to Mars. And, uh, like, well, what changed? I mean, we added the Neuralink brain chip to their heads. That's it. So, <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, they're helping Elon Musk build his massive colony in, on Mars, and they're all chipped and being told what to do. And all of a sudden, now computer whizzes and know how to build space rockets. You have just uh, inspired a script for a new movie <laughs> that, yeah. I, that I will be coming out with shortly. Stay <laughs> okay. tuned. All right, all right. I want some royalties yes. though. Be sure. Oh yes, I need uh, I need uh, definitely a, a funding like a you know yeah, an angel investor to help yeah. me and, and get, <laughs> get this project off the ground. Yeah, go fund me. There you go. Uh, so the, you know, a lot of people are being concerned with cultivated meat. I can't even believe this is a word now that these words go together. Cultivated meat. We're not even talking about, like, impossible burgers or impossible meat or beyond meat. Those are not even meat, and they admit they're not meat. They just call them meat. Yeah. It's just a bunch of uh, vegetable proteins and things like that. It's worse for you than meat. Uh, It's got more chemicals and stuff like that (laughs) than meat does. It's horrible. And although, I'm going to say, impossible burgers taste pretty good. So I like the way they taste. Mm -hmm. But they're not even meat. They don't even advocate that they're meat they just call it you know it's just it, they're pretty straightforward okay. cultivated meat is when they're making meat out of a lab mm. it's just lab grown chicken lab grown seafood lab grown beef hmm. well here in the state of florida they're banning cultivated meat or trying to ban cultivated meat if we do so we'd be the first in the nation to do so no other states have banned lab grown meat yet mm. you ever seen soylent green uh oh yeah yeah you're talking yeah Charlton Heston yeah Charlton Heston and you got oh. the yeah people so, <laughs> so we've got so if we get lab grown meat banned here Ugh. that could actually affect some companies already there are companies that uh, uh like large companies selling some uh um uh, like breakfast sausages and things like this that part of it now mm. is already lab-grown meat. They're already starting to throw it in there. Wow. You're probably already eating lab-grown meat. And you don't I even probably know am, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, it is uh, Pensacola. Oh, okay. Uh, Trump is probably going to lose to a dead guy again. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, again? He's not dead. He's, I mean, definitely got dementia, though. All right, uh, when we come back here, i got some more legislative update for you, some more bills that are being uh, discussed at the state legislature. We'll talk about that next right here on News Radio 923.
The Pensacola housing real estate market has been crazy for the past few years. How do you know when to buy or sell? You'll need an expert to help you. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 9 a.m. right after Pensacola Morning News to hear real estate expert Christina Leavenworth with Leavenricky Realty discuss current real estate conditions. That's tomorrow at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Join Stefan Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Friday at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them this Friday at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before pep talk on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I go to the bar. I read my coat. I call a bartender. So look, man, come down here. He got down there. So what you want? I want bourbon. Since I don't know when I've been drinking bourbon whiskey, scotch and gin. Gonna get high, man. I'm gonna it's cold get morning it. news with Andrew McKay. Actually, I'm glad you're playing this song. Next hour, we're gonna talk about dry January. Today's the last day of dry January, so. Oh, I was supposed to be. Oh, okay. I missed that. Yeah. So if you weren't dry, then you still got <laughs> today to do so. Like impossible. <laughs> I'm drowning. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about dry January uh, here in a little bit. Mars may be the red planet, but sunsets there are blue. Oh, so kind of a purplish hue to the uh, to the sunset uh, thing. That's kind of interesting. Nine former presidents didn't have college degrees: <laughs> George Washington, Andrew Jackson, Martin Van Buren, Zachary Taylor. Millard Fillmore, Abe Lincoln, Andrew Johnson, Grover Cleveland, and Harry S. Truman. None of them had college degrees. Are we done with the era of presidents without college degrees? I don't know. It, it seems like college degrees are sort of going out now. It's it's passe. Um, yeah, I don't know, though. It'll be a while before we get to a place where I think we're voting for president that doesn't mm. have a college degree. Right. Because it'll 
yeah, it'll be a while, I think. Let's go over to David Wayne in the newsroom. David, what you got going on in the news for us? The CEOs of the top five social media companies will be grilled by the U.S. Senate today about child sexual abuse material on their platforms. CEOs Mark Zuckerberg from Meta and Linda Yaccarino of X are expected to appear before the Senate Judiciary Committee. The heads of TikTok, Snap, and Discord will also be there. Uh, Social media users can apparently search for Taylor Swift on X again. Apparently she'd been blocked from being searched for because of those deep fake images that had uh, gone viral earlier this week. And Iranian-backed Houthi militants in Yemen say they plan to, this may not be a big shock, keep up the attacks against U.S. U.S. and British warships in the Red Sea. A spokesman for the militant group says they're targeting the warships because they believe the U.S. and Britain are participating in aggression against their country. The most surprising thing for me is that the uh, Houthi rebels have a spokesman. Yeah, they got a spokesperson. Spokesperson, yeah. yeah. yeah spokesperson. That, they've, uh, that is kind of strange. So what's your job? I'm a spokesperson for some rebels. I mean, did they post the the job on like uh, yeah, you know, LinkedIn LinkedIn. or yeah, Yeah, LinkedIn or Indeed? (laughs) It's like, so how did you get the job? Oh man, I was just I was out of work for a while, and uh, I saw this job posting. I'm like, yeah, I can represent rebels. (laughs) Almost had to resort to free terrorism, but luckily (laughs) I found this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's hilarious. There's a um, I, I uh, there was something else you just talked you talked about. Oh, the uh, social media. Yes, that's gonna be a that, that that's gotta be a little bit of a s- stressful situation, I think, to be in because it's not like any of these social media dudes or gals want to have child pornography stuff on their platforms, and so um being pressured about what are you doing to make sure that it's not on your platform uh okay like you got some explaining to do is what i that would be that'd be a rough one and then who's the person who has to screen that crap right like yeah. oh that's where we need the ai for yeah, that's sure. where we need the ai yeah that's where we need ai <laughs> like we don't need people having to view that kind of crap and uh and going yeah yeah yeah, yeah get rid of this i do know there was a, a guy i actually met he worked for the fbi um and in like child trafficking and stuff like that and he's he said like that that department they have to they cycle people out and they have constant like psychology visits and stuff like this that are like mandatory to deal with what they have to see on a regular basis i can imagine I'm like yeah it'd be terrible it'd be horrible yeah horrible by the way there's a do you have a androids or you got you guys apple iphone I've always been an Android person. You've always been an Android person. Always. So I, there's a new app. There's a new social media app, supposed that I've discovered. It's not on Apple yet, and I'm all Apple all the time. But it's on Android. It's called AliTube, A L I, AliTube. It's basically like a U.S. based TikTok mm. that they're trying to also make it clean, like not have you know inappropriate stuff on there so apparently it's fairly new and uh, i've been wanting to check it out but it's not it hasn't gotten approved in the app store for apple yet so i've been wanting to check that out and and see so there's there's other social media groups out there trying to not combat it they're trying to launch that way like this is a safe place and also china won't be collecting your data 
Americans will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there's a couple of uh, bills to let you know about. Florida legislative update for you. Uh, there's a bill that's going to lower the rifle buying age back down to 18. You know, it was that. Then after Parkland, uh, it jumped up to 21. Now they're a bill to reduce it back down to 18 years old. There's another bill. I kind of mentioned this yesterday, but I want to hit it again. Fantasy sports bill that will bar those under the age of 21 from playing. That has advanced in the Senate. So, you know, what, two months ago, we finally got sports betting, finally got got through the courts here in the state of Florida. We're one of the last states that didn't have it. Um, and there's still a handful of states that don't have sports betting, but uh, we now, it's it's been through our court system, we now have sports betting. But, you know, it, it, they call it like fantasy sports. You're like, oh, it's fantasy sports. But it's gambling still, Right. So they're trying to uh, pass a bill that would say, okay, even though it's like fantasy sports, it's still gambling. So uh, you got to be at least 21 to do so. Apparently, there's a little bit of pushback on this. So 19, 20 year olds are like, wait a minute, I want to, I want to pl- keep playing fantasy sports. So let's see. What, but it looks like that's probably going to pass. It's moving through the committees pretty easily. Another bill is going to. Um, Change the age for exotic dancers. I almost saw called them strippers. That would be offensive, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they care. Once they get to that point, I think they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exotic dancers. It would make them uh, first degree misdemeanor if you're under 21 working in the clubs. Oh. Stream us at NewsRadio923.com. News Radio 923. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.